Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. So I want to talk about enduring persecution because it's it's real, right? Uh, right now, I believe that being a Christian may not make you the most popular person around because of what we stand for. We stand for the truth. And the world really is believing an awful lot of lies right now and things that they're kind of adopting into the culture. So when we go against the culture with the truth, yeah, we're going to suffer some persecution. And as a matter of fact, this is something that Paul, the apostle Paul, spoke to Timothy about, young Timothy, the young pastor who he was mentoring. And it says this in 2 Timothy 3.12. It says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. See, here the Apostle Paul is warning young Timothy that if you begin to live according to God's word, then you'll face opposition. That's right. You'll face all kinds of opposition and you'll face all kinds of challenges because, because remember that once you start walking according to God's word, then people's lives will be challenged just by seeing you, seeing how you live, seeing your lifestyle. I mean, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about family members and coworkers and friends, of course, and the devil himself will criticize you and attack your faith. You have to remember that most people loved you when you were all broken and messed up. <laughs> and now you're walking for Jesus. God has healed your life. And now you, re- now you have to see that your life convicts others. And maybe sometimes they think that you're being holier than thou, that you're living, that you're looking down on them, but you're really not. You're just living according to God's word. And that conviction comes across them because they realize that they are not. Uh, See, I remember that we need to remember that Jesus spoke about this as well. Remember that Jesus overcame the world and now his Holy Spirit lives inside of us. See, the reason we can live according to God's word is not because of our willpower. It's because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that is leading us and guiding us and strengthening us. Amen. Convicts us when we're doing wrong, but teaches us on a regular basis. You know, in 1 John verse 4, 4, it says this, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So be encouraged. You know, the, the attacks are going to come. The opposition is going to come. But don't worry. You know, God has a reward for those that endure, that endure persecution. It said, blessed are those who are mocked and, and persecuted for my sake, for they shall see God's kingdom. They shall be blessed. Uh, I believe that God's word is so powerful. And we need to understand that, yes, we want to live for God then expect the persecution. But here's the good news. The Holy Spirit inside of us gives us the power we need to overcome and stand our ground. Amen. And I believe that one of the prayers that we should be praying on a regular basis uh, that ensures that we have the strength that we need is to pray that God will purify our hearts. Purify our hearts. Look what Psalms 51.10 says. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You see, in times of great distress, it's very easy to allow our minds and hearts to drift away from God. See, we need to stay close to God and ask God to purify our hearts and keep our hearts clean because there's so many things that are trying to contaminate us. 
The enemy always attacks us at our weakest moments, which can lead us to compromise and, and maybe even hidden sin. See, we need to understand that God is looking for those that are pure in heart. As a matter of fact, the word of God says that those that are pure in heart shall see God. So I, I don't know about you. I want to see God one day, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But when it's time to be in the presence of God with a pure heart, the Bible says you'll see him face to face. You see, we must ask God to do this. We can't do this on our own. It's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts to purify us. We must ask God to provide a friend also that will help us, that can help us uh, also confess our sins in discretion and confidentiality and also pray for us. I believe that's very important in order to stay pure before the Lord and, uh, and, and, and keep our, our hearts right. It's great to have a friend that we can confide in, a prayer partner that will pray with us, and of course, someone that we can trust. Not always really easy to find, but God will provide them for you if you pray, and I believe God will bring the right people in your heart. And it's very important because there's something about unloading your burdens, unloading your sin upon someone else. As a matter of fact, 1 John verse 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Very important that we're able to confess our sins to him, but also confess our sins one to another. In James 5, 16, God's word is clear when it says, confess your sins one to another, pray for one another. Amen. It says that, that you may be healed. See, this is so powerful. The healing that comes in our lives when we're able to confess our sins to someone, we're able to unload our burdens and the heart, and maybe the difficult things we've gone through, even the hurts. There's something about confessing our hurts to someone and just understanding that they're going to pray for us and believe God for total healing and recovery. And when we do that, man, God does amazing things in our life. And one of the reasons we really have to walk around and really have that, that, that pure heart, amen, is because others can see it. And one of the things God has called us to do is to make us disciple makers. It's one thing to become a disciple and to follow God, but we also have to go to the next step. The next step of becoming a disciple is becoming a disciple maker. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. See, God requires us not just to follow him, but also to teach others how to follow him as well. And when we do that, we're able to expand God's kingdom. We're able to multiply, like his word says, to be fruitful and multiply. Because every one of us is called to duplicate ourselves in someone else. To teach someone what God has done in our lives, but teach them how they can also uh, bring the Lord into their hearts and into their minds and change their lives as well and walk accordingly to God's word. You see, the world is being shaken right now and the sense of desperation is increasing as time goes on. As we look around right now, everything seems to be off kilter. It seems like the world really is hurting right now. That means we have an opportunity as men and women of God to, to, be, to bring hope to bring hope to a dying world. And many people individually are feeling hopeless. See, people have lots of questions. So we know that, per, that, that we know that a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the answer. It's the answer that brings love into our hearts. It brings peace of mind. It brings joy into our lives so we can have that joy unspeakable and full of glory because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You see, 
Keep your eyes open to lead and love people to Christ and then disciple them through this new journey of becoming a follower of Jesus. I believe that that's what God really wants us to do, not just lead them to Christ, but also take them by the hand and walk them through the process. Listen, step, step into their lives. Jesus did it all the time in the Bible. You'll see that these 12 disciples, not only did he teach them, but he lived with them. He, he ate with them. He celebrated with them. Uh, and it was so amazing because I'm sure that many times after these great days where these great miracles would happen, they would sit around the table, break bread, and begin to, and Jesus would begin to share and teach them exactly what was happening. That was so, so powerful. See, I know, I know that God will, will use you and I when we pray, Father, bring someone into my life, bring someone that I can mentor, that I can disciple, that I can pour my, myself into so they can also learn to be a man of God, a woman of God, and then be able to do the same thing for somebody else. I think that's the ultimate, ultimate calling that you and I have. Every single one of us as part of our spiritual growth to be able to multiply in John 13, 35, it says this, By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. That's the mark of a disciple. It's not about necessarily about all the knowledge you have and all the things that you know about, about the Word of God or God Himself. It's about the love. See, to be a disciple maker is to love people. That's what Jesus is saying. You'll know who, who my disciples are by the love they have one for another. So if you love God and you love people, you are the you are you qualify to be a disciple maker. Don't shrink back from that responsibility. Pray that God would bring you someone and God will do it. Go out and be proactive. You can meet somebody in church, you can meet somewhere somebody else anywhere really. Bring them to church, lead them to Christ and then handhold them and walk them through the process. And I believe God will reward you and bless you. The Bible says, wise, a wise man is the one who brings souls to Christ. That's right. A wise man wins souls for Jesus. That means that's the wisest and the best thing you could ever do. It's the most profound act of your faith is to bring somebody else to Christ because then the, because then the, the, uh, the repercussion, right, the results of that are just going to be a generation after generation of people serving God. And because you started it, because you led them to Jesus and you made them disciples, then God's going to reward you for what you've done. So listen, I hope and pray that you are blessed by today's gathering, by today's message. And if you were, man, listen, I don't ask for a whole lot smash the share button man get the word out we need to be disciple makers we need to be men and women of god uh, who know how to endure the challenges of this world to endure the persecution of following jesus that walk with a pure heart man with a heart that's pure before the lord so that we can start making disciples of people around us making disciples of, of, of folks that we work with our family members first our spouses and then everyone else our children Make disciples there and then start from there. And I believe God will bless you amazingly. Amen. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.